Hi, Tribe. I'm Evelyn. And I'm Versavia. And you're listening to Objectively Typed, a podcast where we explore the objective personality system. Today, we'll be going over our own types and discussing how that's landing for us, at least at the moment. Yeah, well, one thing that I found interesting about, uh, so some people really struggle accepting their types, and both of us were really surprised by what we got back, but kind of we're okay with it and dealt with it, and it just is what it is. Yeah, we've both kind of rolled with our type. But yes, exactly. I was definitely surprised. So I I was typed in that period of time where there was a pretty long waiting list. I guess maybe we should start with that. It's kind of like what brought us to actually be typed. So I had gotten into the class and everything and was really on the fence on whether or not I wanted to actually be typed or not. But I, I noticed that the price increased and then I noticed that there was this long waiting period. And so I was like, OK, this is getting popular. Let me jump on it now, you know, while the price is still relatively reasonable for this kind of service, because there, you know, there are other sites where you can go and like submit a video and get a type back. So I was like, this price isn't outrageous in my mind. And the waiting list is getting longer. So I might as well just go ahead and submit a video and just see what they give me. Right. So uh, I think I forget how long the wait was, but it was several months. And so in that time, of course, you try to type yourself, you try to get your friends to tell you what they think and go through the checklist. And so I had kind of settled on INTJ. Like I was pretty sure I was savior control. I was pretty sure I was an observer. um, And I was pretty sure I was TE. Like those were the things that I was pretty sure about. I had been typed by tests as ESTJ and also INTJ when I was really young. Like when I was in high school, I was typed as an INTJ and then recently an ESTJ. And that's kind of what started me down this whole path was being typed as an extrovert and thinking, totally thinking I was an introvert. I was that classic like, I'm an introvert who then can't shut up, you know? <laughs> you know that person that you that you know in class who's constantly talking. Because I would take classes and like at work and stuff like leadership classes and then it would say like all the introverts you know uh line up here and i would go over to the introvert side of the table and people would say come on now evelyn you have not (laughs) stopped talking ever in this class like go over to the extroverts so when i was typed as estj i was like oh well i am an extrovert but a lot of the ej stuff like didn't make sense to me yeah so that was part of what made me submit for typing because I just could not get an answer to this I was on like subreddits like the MBTI subreddit like guys type me somebody type me like you know trying to figure all this out and it just wasn't working so I was like whatever Dave and Chan seem to know what they're doing I'm gonna send a video and so yeah so in that in that in between time as I started to learn more about the class I, I was pretty sure about observer and I was pretty sure about control um, but that is not what I came back as. And we can talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's kind of how I came to be typed. So what about yourself? I um, The first time I l- saw their typing service was actually when it was still available publicly. But I was in between jobs then. So I was running off of savings. I'm like, okay, I can't let myself pay for this until I have a job and I have an income locked in. And then I had my old project ask me to come back for, for eight weeks. Um and right around the time that I accepted that, I noticed that the typing was gone and I like messaged them. I'm like, hey, guys, where did this go? What's going on? I was really excited about it. Um, <laughs> observer freak out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, missing information. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, sorry, it's only available for um, our students. So I signed up for it. And then um, I tried to record it. 
my my video and the first time it didn't take I had some technical problems and then I tried recording it again and it didn't take again and at that point I emailed uh, Dave and Chandler I'm like hey can I just book a spot now like pay now and then I'll send you the video later they're like yeah sure and I'm so glad I did that because that was when their wait got ridiculously long yeah and I I paid for it like in June and I ended up getting my type August 20th which was like one of the last like week or two before they switched how they're typing to that to the new I'm not even sure what they're doing now seven minute audio or something right I think they each record a, a short audio for the person like I think people still get the doc but mm-hmm. instead of getting a video like you and I got the like almost like a tailored class just for us yeah um, so it was like a pretty decently long like I think mine's like an hour long video um, whereas nowadays at the time of this recording um, people are getting I think Dave and Shan each send you like a seven to ten minute video or something like that. So they're only getting like 20 minutes maybe. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's different. And I'm, then you can I'm, still sign up for a call, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad I did it when I did. And I, um, there were some parts I was expecting, some parts I was not expecting, uh, obviously. As, But um, what I find interesting is that the reason you and I started chatting was because – when you got your type, that's what I was expecting my type to be. Right, right, right. Um, right. And it was not what I was expecting my type to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember that. Um, so, yeah, I was expecting to be, uh, I always, on the Myers-Briggs stuff, I always test as an ENFP, which now as a ESFP glass lizard makes sense. And I, I definitely, yeah, I saw my temperament. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm such an EP. Such, I'm a control freak. But I'm an EP, like I'm a control freak because of that, like, don't control me, bro, thing that, you know. Yeah. And I I think mine, I think mine comes out, the fact that I tested as an INTJ and an ISTJ is because of my masculine TE, which comes on pretty strong. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So let's, uh, what I thought we would do is just kind of go down the checklist and just kind of talk about, um, you know, what we were typed as. And how that kind of landed for us. So, so the top here, uh, you know, observer decider. So they came back with observer double decider for me, and I, th- I think, I think for them, the the big thing was, and I did start my video and say I'm good with all 512 types, and they were like, yeah, that's a very like double decider thing. Like, there's me, there's the tribe. I'm good with that. But then like over the course of my video, you can hear me having observer freakouts. Like I always need to know like the information. That's where I that's where I do get more stuck. So when it said so the checklist says life is for observers, life is about things control and chaos. Like that is totally me. Like I thought I was an observer. I just thought I was an IJ. But I I didn't think I was a decider because even though I have decider issues, that doesn't ever feel like the sticking point in my life. Like, I don't feel like my whole life is me versus the tribe or the tribe versus me. I feel like the big existential crises, (laughs) internal ones, are like, I don't have the information I need. Like, whenever I have a problem, it's like, oh, I got to go find more information, surely. (laughs) Like, it's, (laughs) it's not that anything is wrong with me. It's like, must go find information. So I... I saw Observer. They saw Observer. So we were in agreement there. I think like what you just hit on is like a big part of Observer versus versus Desider is like, it well, like in the information game in terms of, 
I feel like observers probably I'm throwing this out there like 90% of the time or something like that will attribute problems to miscommunication. Right. Whereas deciders will attribute problems to no, that guy's just an asshole kind of thing. And it's probably a combination of both in reality. It's just what what you are like zeroing in on based on whether observer or decider. Yeah. What do you blame? Like, where do you yes. tend to lay the blame? And like I like I had a friend of mine ask me, do, you know, do you believe in good and evil? You know, and to me, good and evil is a very sort of like decider thing. Like, can a person just be evil or are they just mis? informed or is there and I think I because I never even when I was a youngster and was because I was raised like in the in the Protestant church I always sort of struggled with even that idea that there was like just this good and evil idea you know and I just kept digging into more information and more information it was always that's what it always came down to so even as a youngster I think you could have seen this um you know come up with me like I think it's always been there yeah ditto so also Dave and Shannon came back with observer double decider for me and so I met Dave and Shannon a couple of weeks before they typed me um end of July I went up to Portland for a meetup and I met them hung out with them for a bit and there was this one point where Shannon me and this other guy who is a NETI uh were chatting and hanging out and there was a couple of things that I said and Shannon's like, yep, at that point I had you pegged as an EPM. Like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Or like she saw me double deciding because I was talking about how I sometimes recycle the tribe. Um, And she, I think on some level that might've like horrified her, but not horrified her, but like, cause she's got good hand on her EJ-ness. Right. But probably like past her would have been like, what? Recycle the tribe? Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing I know that I do, which is not, I don't think it's the nicest thing, is thingify people. (laughs) You know, that idea of like thingifying people. And definitely in my video, you can hear me thingifying people because I like describe my day. And of course, as a parent, like the kids are like part of my day, but they just sound like another wheel in the cog of my day. Like you can barely differentiate that I'm talking about children or am I talking about dropping off you know, bags of laundry, like, you know, what is it? (laughs) Like, just because I I do tend to think of five people. So, yeah, so Observer, so we're both EPs in the the Myers-Briggs sense, yeah. Um, And so that goes to the the next section, which is, why don't I I talk to the Observer since we're both EPs? This is where we're both, uh, so we're both Observers and we're both Savior Gather, if you will. So we take in more info. It says in the old checklist, chaotic takes in more info than they organize, which at the time I was like, I don't know that I take in more than I organize. But I mean, it's kind of true. Like I definitely (laughs) I definitely take in more. And the way that I've now come to as I've processed this. So as I mentioned, I knew I I was pretty sure I was an observer, but I thought I was savior control because I saw my control like really strong. And in my family, I'm known as the controlling one. Um, So nobody would have ever, nobody in my life would have ever pegged me as savior gather. But I think partially because it's intuition that I'm gathering. So it's imagination, right? I don't gather the sensory and I I really don't. Um, I think the way that Dave and Shan have explained it is like the savior gather people always go to a new box of information for something new like they don't just return to their same info box and I certainly that's true I'm always looking for new ideas I'm always 
looking what do they say like go beyond the hills or whatever like they're gonna go explore as opposed to just re-look at the same known information um they will get we as eps will gather um as opposed to go back to our same known info so yeah so we you and i both are savior oe in that respect yeah, I find it interesting in terms of, so I think one thing, and they've updated their checklist to reflect this, is that it's, they, first they gather, or we, first we gather, and then we organize, right? Right. Um, so there's always, before we can get to the organizing, we have to be done gathering. Like, yeah. so we need to gather all of the things, and then once we've gathered it, we organize, versus somebody who's savior control will organize all of the things, and then they will gather information that fits within that organ what they have already organized, like in service of it. Right. Where yeah. So the the folks that are organized above gather, they call them like builders. So they have a block, and so they're kind of building on known information. Whereas gatherers, like you said, the updated checklist says answers are found by gathering new facts and concepts, then organizing. So we tend to gather first. And then organize the fact. And so when they said that, I said, okay, I could, I could see that. I definitely don't, I definitely do go out for new info or new ideas first before building on what I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, this is where, well, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, this is where I thought I was N-E, but turns out I'm S-E. Yeah. We'll definitely, we'll we'll definitely get to that one. (laughs) Yeah, when we get down <laughs> later. Yeah. And um, since we're talking about Savior OE, do you want to jump into the temperaments? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is an area where we also overlap, where we were both uh, EPs, which is, you know, in line with that overgathers new information and then organizes it. And also very much of don't control me, bro, like attitude. And like they say, EPs can sometimes, well, like can be the biggest control freaks uh, because... We, well, not we EPs, but people in general, we like to create opportunities to use our saviors. So um, the EP will control all of the things so then they can gather more, right? Whereas the IJ will have complete and utter chaos in their life so that they can control, so that they can have a reason to use their saviors. Right. One of the things I said in my video that they, that they, (laughs) they then told me apparently, um, there's an EP J- Jocko or Jocko who says this too. Like I thought this was just my like grand idea that I came up with myself, but apparently this is something that's out there, which is the freedom is in the control because what I tend to do in my life is I, I do have routines and I do have like schedules, but within those sort of bounds is a lot of freedom. So like I have a pretty regular like morning routine, but I don't do the same thing every morning. Like I wake up at about the same time and then it's like I have my exercise time, but that's very, very variable in terms of what I actually do in that period of time. I don't do the same exercises every single day. Like some days I do yoga and some days I run and some days I do this or that, right? So there's a whole bunch of variety within the context of this like structured container. And I think I was, before getting my type, I was like really focused on that structured container and thinking that was a pointer towards savior control. But the reason I have that control is in service of my savior, which is freedom. Like, I really want to feel, you know, free. Um, Also, I think, and they mentioned this too, that sometimes it has to do with like your period in life and too, you know, because I'm in my mid-30s now. And so I have kind of, I've seen the bad side of overgathering 
<laughs> you know, like I, in my case, in my case, the thing that comes to mind is like health related because um, when I first got out of college and I got like a real job, started making good money, I did not like control my diet or watch what I eat at all. I would just like eat whatever because I could afford whatever. And I gained a whole bunch of weight like coming right out of college. And so like I had to learn like, no, I really need to control this. So I had to find because diets would be kind of boring to me and things like that. So like I had to learn the right structure within which I felt free to eat. I I had to feel like I had to set up these structures so that I felt free. It sounds really strange to say because I have my like I have friends that tell me like, oh, you're so disciplined. It's like, no, the, I can't do moderation. Like I'm an all or nothing kind of person. Like if That's I interesting, if I don't. Put so rules, am I. Yeah, if I don't put rules in, I'm just going to go crazy. <laughs> and yeah. so like they think they think like, oh, you're so good. And it's like, well, no, I'm good because I'm telling myself like, no, you cannot eat these things. Like I have forbidden things yeah. for myself <laughs> because I can't yeah. just you can't just put an Oreo in front of me. You know, <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah, eat it. I do the same with like. So when it comes to I, I know that I have a fairly like addictive personality. And so whenever I see that something has the potential to become an addiction, I will set down rules for myself. Like even like even when I was got a teenager, like when it came to drinking, my like I had rules like never drink by yourself, like um, never pour for just yourself when it comes to hard liquor or like I've never been a smoker. But like both of my brothers, my dad, so much like so many people in my family are smokers. And one of the reasons is because the rule was always I will never buy a cigarette. On occasion, I have one, but I will never like, so I have to set these rules for myself because otherwise, like you, I'm like, if I let myself go there, I will just go all in because that's the (laughs) only way that I know how to operate, either all in or or not at all. And it's been like very much, especially probably the past five years of learning how to operate in that gray because that takes so much energy for me, especially when it comes to relationships of like, because I want to throw all of myself into a relationship, but sometimes that's just not the smartest thing <laughs> to do. May not work. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And you got to put the brakes on it a little bit. And yeah. um, learning how to do that has been exhausting. It takes it so much energy. It is. Uh, one other thing before we move past temperament. The the only thing is like, and, and so I think this will be a good segue into the deciders, the savior decider, is that, so yeah, we're both EPs and- like a lot of what you hear about EPs are things that I don't relate to though. And so this is where like I've often struggled um, and wondered like, did they get me right or not? But I, but I think I've kind of figured out what's going on there. And it, it has to do with the Myers-Briggs P types, the perceivers. So EPs and IPs both would have savior, uh, well, self above tribe. Right. And savior so, consume. yeah, well, savior consume. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they're but they're also self above tribe, so they have a DI savior of some kind. Whereas I'm a jumper, so I'm an EP with a side of EJ, and so I I have savior tribe, so I have tribe above self. And I think that perceiver idea of like, or that that perceiver stereotype of being a bit flaky or not being able to stick with plans or being undisciplined might be coming from that savior DI because the savior DIs are 
beholden to themselves above the tribe. So if they make a commitment to the tribe and then their DI changes for whatever reason, they're going to go with the DI. They're going to they're going to follow that. And so, you know, there's all these videos that come out about how like EPs can't plan or they have trouble planning and this and that. And I'm always like, well, I do okay with those routines and those plans, but I think it's because my savior tribe gets involved. And so like I'll make a commitment and because I'm so obligated to the tribe, I will I will follow through on those things and and I I stick with that kind of thing. So that gets us to the next point, which is the tribe the tribe above self and self above tribe, the DI. So my temperament is an EP with, we say like a side order of EJ Mm -hmm. because I'm a jumper. So I've got OE in my case, NE as my top savior. And then my second savior is TE, which is tribe above self. Yeah. And this is an area where you and I differ. And uh, I think it uh, offers good perspective. This is where I am self above tribe. And like when I first got my type from them, that was like seemed to be the least valuable thing that I got out of my video. But like especially in recent mem- like probably over the past month, I see my like IP subtype so much in where how it comes up in a like one of my brothers. He's a he's an IP. He is uh, probably F.I.N.E. And he is so him against the world so much him against the world like if he can't get the tribe on board like if he suggests an idea or something like that and the tribe isn't on board he's like well fuck it I don't need him I could do it by myself like that kind of you know and I definitely see that in myself just the volume is turned down on it but it's so there like when I for example this weekend I'm putting up uh decorations at the house and I live with like mm, there's Ten of us in the house right now so there's lots of people there's lots of other people who enjoy the decorations who like it when it's festive in the house and all of that but nobody else is like on board with putting them up kind of thing so there's that like well fine you guys don't want it I'll do it by myself like <laughs> right. thing going on in my head and it's right. like it's always there and it is fascinating to me because I'd never noticed it and I've never put it in that context before but it's it's a thing yeah I gotta deal with it <laughs> yeah that's interesting because yeah I'm I'm the tribe above self person so where it I think where it comes up for me so I knew I was tribe above self which is that was interesting too is in my typing video Dave and Shan weren't sure they were like this probably is obvious to you but we weren't sure which kind of makes sense as a double decider right it wouldn't it wouldn't come through super strong but like you know I knew it and they actually I think they came down on the right side of this which is tribe above self and where it shows up for me is that it it's like it's like I always feel this need to ask the tribe for if I should do a thing. It's like I'm all so I, what I've noticed about having save your tribe is it's it's the external pinging. It's it's and it's constant and it's annoying. And now that I'm like more aware of it, I catch myself doing it. Like like I was I have this app that has like these it gamifies habits and stuff. And so there are different challenges you can join, you know. And so like I was gonna join a challenge and I took a screenshot and I was gonna send it to my husband and be like, look, I should do this, right? I don't need to ask him about that. Like, why am I even pinging him? So I caught myself doing it and I was like, let's just delete this because it's not right, it's not necessary. And it's that and so that has been a struggle. And then the other funny thing, well, that one's not a struggle. That one's just sort of funny. I noticed myself like constantly pinging out to the tribe to tell me, like, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? There's that. There's 
and maybe this is because I'm TE in particular, but like pretty much anybody's answer is valid in my head, even when it's not really. Um, so I had a little, my brother, and now my brother and I were totally cool. It's funny. He called me the next day and was like, we're cool, right? Like, yeah, we're cool. We had a little fight over Thanksgiving because it's Thanksgiving and families fight, right? And and it's just funny because he, I, like, the things that he was saying really were unfounded. Like, they actually made no sense, like, the things that he was saying. But in my mind, I internalize all that. I'm like, but he said this. So it's totally valid. It's just as valid as this other thing that's in my head. So, like, all of the all of the tribe's reasons are all valid. And a lot of times I actually devalue my own. And that's what I'm starting to see is, like, no, Evelyn, like, you need to kind of, like, not always take what other people say because in his case like he you know he'd been drinking and so forth and so like he wasn't fully (laughs) paying attention so he didn't know the whole situation he says something but I will I'll internalize it and be like well but he said this and therefore it's valid like no it's not always so I'm catching myself do that so I think it's a, a lot so it's interesting a lot of what you described I also experience in the sense that like I also find myself pinging off the tribe and there's whatever the tribe says there's like an absoluteness to it but there is so I think this is the different the way that you and I differ here is something that has been helping me to understand saviors versus demons because both of you and I have masculine de masculine tribe masculine te no less masculine tribal reasons and feminine personal values yes but for you your te is the savior and for me my fi is the savior Mm -hmm. so in terms of like that experience it's similar but i feel capable of working through my fi and all of those complexities and when it comes to any kind of obstacles that come up as a result of that masculine te i struggle there like I have more struggle there and for you it's flipped. So like that immovability of the tribe I think is even though it's my demon when I hear and this is what I see in my brother as well, my IP brother because um, I was telling you this earlier that I think everyone in my family is masculine tribe and my IP brother, he's got that masculine TE as his last function and he's got such a spotlight on it but he has no because it's a demon he has no idea how to work through it he has no idea how to actually work with the tribe and accomplish things in the real world instead of being often fi la la land (laughs) right well and like you said that so then the ip is like what's me versus the world then forget you guys you know i'm just gonna do my thing Whereas me, it's like, oh, but the tribe is right. I must be wrong. <laughs> like that. And that's where yes. I need to work on saying, no, they're not necessarily right. Like, I need a little bit more IP in me to say, like, well, no, forget that. Like, I can trust my own FI because you're right. It's movable and it's a demon. So it's like, I tend to. Yeah, it is hard. Having feminine FI yeah. is not a fun, <laughs> fun demon to have. No, it's not. And like any feminine demon is hard. Because it's movable and a demon. Well, like. Yeah, feminine demons are no, no bueno. Feminine demons are hard because it's hard to assert them. Mm-hmm. And masculine demons are hard because they're so immovable, but we can't work through their complexities. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Whereas I do think, because my, my top savior, my any is feminine. I actually think that that's kind of nice because I tend to be able to, to go with things. And I what I've seen is that masculine any can be very like, they have a hard time staying on the same topic. Like they really will jump from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And it's hard to kind of keep them 
on a topic for a while whereas mine because it's feminine i think i'm able to kind of come back to topics without getting dug on one of my little side any side tangent things in my brain uh well this is kind of completely tangential i i had like a I was watching Friends the other day and I had a better understanding of what masculine intuition looks like because I've always really struggled with it. Like I can spot masculine sensory, but understanding masculine intuition is tricky for me. And there was an episode where like Rachel was off on some idea that she wanted to do. She wanted to date some guy or something like that. And she had this idea and that's it. She was going to do it. She didn't care whether it was a good idea or not. She was going to do it. And she kept like there was all of these sensory reasons why she shouldn't do it, but she's like, nope, it's going to like, she kept twisting them. And I mean, obviously it's a show, it's fiction, it's for comedy, but like, it was like, Oh, that's kind of what intuition looks like. Like it's masculine. It's immovable. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is the idea. Yeah. I've seen like the masculine NI is a, can be kind of a punchy function because, because when they have an idea in their head, it's like, no, this is the way things are. This is the way I'm going to do it. And, and especially when it's a savior and you have that demon feminine sensory for that person. And so they're not gathering um, at all. They're not. And so they're disrespect the sensory and the sensory is feminine and movable. So that NI, it becomes like their tidal waves. I actually think some of the biggest tidal waves I've seen in people are people who have masculine and savior NI that, uh, those IJs, like those tidal waves are just uh, like those have got to be so hard to deal with. So I think we should jump down to the letters because I think it would I think it would help then then to go straight to the animals, you know, because I think the animals make more sense in the context of the letter. So in my case, uh, it came they came back with the NT letters i feel like that should have another name i feel like it should be called the sub the temperament but yet temperaments are something else so whatever so i'm an nt which is the nickname is nerdy which is totally true so it's reasons in the abstract world i'm going to bring up the newer checklist so nt figures out the reasons in the abstract world then seeks to find value in the physical so intuition and thinking are my two saviors intuition being any in my case thinking being te in my case and again i this is one i completely agree with them and actually this is like probably the part of my personality that they came back with that i'm sort of the most sort of attached to and so and i identify with the most and that like even if this is an area where like there could be a bias happening (laughs) where even if they're wrong i like the idea of being an nt and so like i'm more than happy to just confirmation bias the heck out of this one and just continue to like build up this little fort that says that i'm an nt because i love it like and it it, i think it is true because the thing about the nts is we are constantly puzzle figuring out things we're just because t you know is banging blocks together and n is is sort of the imagination and so we're everything's like a little puzzle for me to solve and I definitely am that way and to the point where I'm sometimes puzzle figuring out things that don't need to be figured out like really don't need it but yet my brain will do that and and so it's kind of funny because I was telling them for my birthday I did a uh, escape room I don't know if you've ever heard of those I love escape rooms (laughs) and they yeah when they heard that they were like oh that sounds perfect for you I was like yeah it was great like I mean you know other people like to puzzle figure out stuff but it's like that's just what my brain is naturally up to anyway so yeah anyway this was the area that I so going into it 
as I had mentioned, I thought I was your type. I was thought I was an ATE. And so all the Myers-Briggs was coming back as ENFP, right? And I struggled between TE and FI for a long time. I didn't know which one I was. And I ended up um, assuming I was TE, uh, Savior TE, because I saw how much I was doing for the tribe, um, how much I was sacrificing for the tribe. And one thing that they came back with was like, yeah, that's something that a DI would notice that that doing stuff for the tribe is a sacrifice or whatever. So I was expecting NT and it came and like I think literally the night before I uh, got the type back somewhere in my typing video I mentioned that like yeah I think the only thing I would struggle with like is if you guys came back FE or SF or something like that and then the night before I, I sent him an email I'm like no, you know like I'd be okay with NT uh, if I'm not NT I'd be okay with NF or ST but I would really struggle with SF <laughs> and um so in the beginning of their video, they're like, hi, Versavia. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah, right. And so one thing that I uh, didn't really, I, I think, and it, this would still be true, like if, say, tomorrow there was like some genetic test that could tell you what your type is, like with like kind of like hard science, right? And it came back with Savior FE. I would really, really fucking struggle with that still. Like FESI, I think, is the type that I just we don't speak the same language and I always have trouble with FESIs. But I I'm I am SF, but I'm S E F I. So I gathered the sensory and then uh for the self. So a valuing something in the physical world, which the word they use is popularity, which I don't think has ever really applied for me in terms of like popularity talk or anything like that. But I definitely a lot of the talk that I do have is about like I love the NT nerdy stuff. I love consuming that and then bringing it back to reality, bringing it back to the sensory and bringing it back to, well, what value does it actually offer in the real world? Yeah. So I have a question for you as an SF mm -hmm. um, that I don't think I've ever asked you. And it just occurred to me. So um, how does it how does it fall for you when because I know I think I've been seeing it lately in the Q&A and I know they've said it in the past where like SF is the animal mind have have you heard them yeah. say that? Because I think, and I think where that's coming from is that sensing and feeling are sort of the more sort of, I'll say, primal uh, functions, right? Whereas intuition and thinking are the more human ones. <laughs> um, so how does that fall to be an SF and have this idea of like that being the animal? I so I I actually kind of I I ended up loving my type. Um, I think the only like if I could change my type, there's the only part that I would change is my masculine tribe. But then also other times I think it's pretty cool. But I love my type, and I like that I. So whatever, like your journey is right. So Dave and Shannon often talk about how you have to use all eight functions, um, if you want to achieve anything in the real world. But w w like on the observer spectrum, you have to start with the SE. And then on the decider spectrum, you have to start with the FI and then hit all the other functions, right? So I kind of like it. I do start at the primal self, but like I start with the sensory, but then I end up on that, like, I don't know, I probably like a lot of confirmation bias. I think I have a decent command of NI and TE, like for demons, and there are definitely struggles without a doubt, but I'm not doubling down on my saviors, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so I like that I start in that primal space because I think whatever you're trying to do in the world, whatever your goals are, whatever problems you're trying to solve, I think you need to know where you're at before you can understand where you're trying to get. And without knowing where you're at, uh, understanding of where you're trying to get and how you're going to get there is going to be really, really difficult. 
And so for that reason, I like I like my SE and my FI. I think those are great functions to start with. Yeah, I, I love that idea that you have to start with the SE. So you have to start with gathering the sensory um, on the dis- on the observer side of things. And then on the decider side, starting with the FI, um, what do you actually value yourself? Because I, th- I, I do think that's a really great way to look at it. And I think that's where I personally struggle is I find myself puzzling out things. And then suddenly I'm like, but why? Like, do I care about this? You know, and then I and I realize, oh, I don't care about this. And so I have to go back to the FI, like you said. So it's better to just start at the FI and figure out like, okay, do I care about this or not? If I don't care about it, it's not worth the time. If I do care about it, let's gather the sensory on it and let's, you know, make the next step. So that's I just wrote that down. That's a really good. And I think so on the observer side, when when they talk about using all four, well, all eight functions, all four of your observers, right? They talk about first gather the sensory, then organize the sensory, then look for the patterns, gather the patterns and organize the patterns. I actually, at least how I see myself using it, I gather the sensory then in the sensory, I look for the patterns, then I organize those patterns, and then I organize the sensory. So I actually start at SE and end at SI. And I think that's why SI is the hardest function to have, because you have, like, in order to SI well, you have to be able to do all three, all of the others. Otherwise, if you're trying to SI, you're just banging the blocks together if you're not seeing the patterns in order to help you organize the sensory, right? Because how else can you organize if not by recognizing patterns? So at least on the observer spectrum, that's how I see myself often behaving. Like, I suck at gathering patterns. (laughs) Yeah. Well, NE is a hard function to even describe and stuff because I think it's a cerebral one. Um, and even I was glad in the latest, in the recent Q&A that they mentioned how any in particular can go on inside your head. And so I also kind of feel like even though there are extroverted functions like any is extroverted intuition, I think it's a very introverted action, if you will. Like the the actual use of any can be very much in your head and NT in particular can be very much in your head. And I, I remember explaining this to somebody um, because they were like, well, but you're double extroverted. You're, you know, I've got, and we'll get into the animals. I'm lead play. I've got two extroverted saviors. I should be off the walls. Right. But I think because any and TE can be too, they can, you can be any. Well, T. Yeah. T. Yeah. Exactly. Thinking. You can be doing that in your head. You can NT in your head all day long. You can NETE in your head that all day long. Interesting. So, and I don't need the tribe to do that necessarily. And I, I, that's what I have found is that especially when it comes to figuring out stuff, I'll just go off and figure it out. I'll go off and do my NT because I feel like it's my responsibility. That's my top savior. It's my responsibility to NT figure crap out. And so I'll go off and do that. Don't really need anybody. And then I'll come to the tribe and say, well, this is what I NT figured out in my little, you know, uh, mastermind (laughs) hut someplace, right? So so this is an area I'm still trying to bang the pieces together because all of the... (laughs) All of the sensory that I have gathered has, does not fit into this NI theory yet. So I'm like constantly updating it and trying to figure out what's going on there. But so Dave and Shannon talk about how they talk about how whether you're an extrovert or an introvert is determined by your activated animals, right? Your top three animals. But I haven't. But but there's also another mechanism. So there, there's two kinds of ways of looking at introversion and extroversion. There is 
how you expend energy and how you present, how you present to other people. And then there is also more of an internal one of like that, I guess, in my head is a more traditional definition of introversion, extroversion in the sense of like, are you more energized by people or are you more drained by people? And I think so in terms of how you present to people, that probably has to do with the animals in the way that Dave and Shannon describe. But I wonder if what you were just talking about, how N and T as functions tend to be something that you do more in your head. They don't have to be done with someone, right? Whereas sensory has to be done with some kind of external world, right? You can't do sensory in your head. If that, if if that's where like people's perception of whether or not they're an introvert or whether or not they're energized or drained by people, um, maybe that's related there somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the whole introversion extroversion thing. While it's so funny, because like I think we all know it sort of when we see it, and I think there's all kinds of research about introversion and extroversion at the same time i do feel like this is one area where op isn't like it's still kind of struggling to figure itself out here right because you're right like they generally define it as your top animals but yet there are some things that don't quite make sense so actually let's just segue right into it because i'm lead play and so play is supposed to be like this super extroverted animal energy um because it's combining your extroverted decider and your extroverted observer. So I have got two extroverted saviors. So I'm lead play. You know, that should be crazy extroverted. <laughs> but yet I'm not really. And even in my video, they were like, you don't really present with a really, you know, like sometimes they call those people chaos monkeys. Actually, my animals, my savior animals, they call Yibby Skibby because I'm play consume. And the idea with the Yibby Skibbies is that we gather, 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 and then it's like it's over gathered and we can't do enough with it. Like the the, way, the story they always tell is like they saw this kid going across the street with like too many groceries and they're like falling out of his arms and stuff like that because he's got like so much crap. Now, have I been known to walk around the grocery <laughs> with too much stuff? Absolutely. Am I the type of person like it happened to me actually today right before I came on here? I was at Kohl's and I was like, well, I just need to pick up an outfit for each of the kids, you know? Okay, yeah. I ended up with like arms full of stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, sure. I, I do a little yibby skippy, sure. <laughs> but but even in my video, they were like, you don't come off as like super extroverted. And they were trying to sort of puzzle that out. And and I don't know that we have like a, you know, a conclusion on that. because Except for that, it does appear that when you put play and blast together whether it's play blast blast play that is very extroverted and so the fact that I've got play consume blast so my play and my blast are not right next to each other is part of the reason why I think I'm a little bit more turned down because I'm not I'm not going play blast consume I'm doing play then I'm consuming for the self and then I'm blasting yeah um I'm glad you brought that up because so I'm on the other side of it where I my whole life I thought of myself as very much an extrovert and no one has ever called me an introvert and even I'm consumed sleep right I'm supposed to be consumed sleeps are the mopes right um and uh even Dave and Shannon said like yeah you're consumed sleep but you're like very well adjusted or something like that I don't remember their exact language but I do have that blast play uh, that like, you know, which you were just saying, and even though they're both my demons, I definitely think that that, especially combined with my play being double masculine, probably contributes to a more extroverted energy, which I 
it, well, it's interesting. I see. Have we gone through the all of the animals? So you you mentioned that you're I think save so. your play. Well, I'll just finish it. Yeah, I can just finish mine real quick. So I'm blast, or I'm sorry, blast. I am play, consume, blast, sleep last. So I haven't. I don't. Uh, we can talk about sleep last in a minute, but I don't want to tr- take you off your train of thought. But those are my animals. Play, consume, blast. So my play and my blast are separated, interrupted by that consume. And I'll I'll just say one other thing. I kind of envy the play, blast, and blast play people because, like, I see this happen to me in my working life. Like, we'll be in a meeting. And I've got masculine TE, so like I, I can I can kind of spar with the best of them. But what will happen is I get myself into what I think is kind of a play consume state where like I'm listening to the tribe, I'm taking in information from the tribe, I'm trying to solve a problem for the tribe, but then I'm also consuming, so I'm taking in information for myself. And I, I feel like that pauses me. And then like another leader in the room, this happens a lot of times in leadership meetings for me because I'm in management, somebody else will go play blast and they'll go on blast faster than I can. And I feel like, oh man, you know, I had that idea too, but they did it first. And like at where I'm getting to be in my career, like those things matter. Like the person who said it first, ma- that matters, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, there's a certain coworker of mine that I'm really starting to watch. I'm like, yeah, he's got blast and play next to each other. I don't know what his type is, but he's able to go from play to blast and switch to blast faster than I am and that that little consume sort of dip that little dip into introvert land and then back out it does slow me down it definitely does I do see that happen um that's interesting yeah. yeah the one the one thing that I've noticed so I have that like I have the introverted introverted animals as my saviors and the extroverted animals as my demons. So I will consume everything then I will sleep on it and then once I've slept on it I'll go into blast and play afterwards one thing that I've noticed about myself is that so it it doesn't necessarily feel like I don't blast or or play it's that I feel absolutely obligated to consume and sleep before I can do it so like I started my job a couple of months ago and the first couple of months I was definitely in like consumed sleep paralysis like it was so hard for me to go in especially because I think uh, a lot of play just like that you know throw shit at the wall and see what sticks energy is is valued and is very part of the culture at my office and it was like it was very hard for me to move into that space and be okay with it because my natural inclination like for example um I, I work as a software engineer web developer and the our back-end language is new for me and i haven't had a chance to learn it properly and what my natural with consume sleep what I want to do is I want to go gather all the information watch all the tutorials read all the medium articles (laughs) sleep on it understand it (laughs) make any sense of it and then I can start building shit and when I like when I move from that introverted world into that extroverted world like I am like I'm I'm really good at it I I bang the blocks together for the tribe really well I write good code like all that jazz but moving from that consume sleep into that blast play is a very lengthy process for me and at my office it was kind of like oh no girl you got to start playing just throw shit at the wall if it doesn't stick it's okay we'll let you know and that was really challenging for me and only like in the past couple weeks have I started producing anything and like skipping that consume and that sleep feels so uncomfortable and so alien and it's kind of like I don't think we've talked about this yet but I'm kind of starting to see different phases of alphaness 
if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. I, I think the first one is being at a place where you're comfortable using your demons. And I think you and I are both yeah. fairly comfortable using our demons. And, and then I think it kind of gets to a place of like using your demons without having used your saviors first. And this is an area where I'm still like where I'm growing right now, like being able to play before I've consumed or slept is like so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. Well, and the the animals in particular appear to to work in order kind of thing where or, or they have a priority yes. to them. They're filters. Um, and so that is where. Yeah, they're filters. Yeah, I think we had talked about this previously, too, because I know like when they this was another area where I thought I had a different uh, t- animal stacking. I can't remember exactly what I thought. I thought I was like a play blast sleep or something. I I thought I no, was you, missing. You consume. thought you had save your sleep. Yeah, I think I. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a while, I thought I had save your sleep. Didn't you for a hot second think you were like N-I-T-I or N-I-F-I? Yeah, but I knew I wasn't T-I. <laughs> See, that was the problem. It was like, I knew I was thinking, but I knew I wasn't T-I. So that was like, yeah, but it didn't make sense. Like, it just didn't make sense. So, but you're right. I, I think I, I thought I was missing consume was or consume last as, as, as if you were. But then when, when Shannon was like, oh no, you consume before you blast. She was like, when you came to blast at me, it was the Jessica McCabe class. And I came to blast at Shannon because I disagreed with their type, or at least I got a different type. And she was like, you had consumed the shit out of Jessica McCabe. Like you knew everything, like you had taken, and that's true, man. I had like listened to podcasts and watched all of her videos her live stream and her whole thing about her husband like and that was the thing is is shannon was like you had to consume before you felt allowed to blast and that's absolutely the case which then brings me to since i'm sort of still talking um my sleep last so i didn't think i was sleep last but, but when i told my husband when i described the animals to him right he's like whichever one that sleep one is that's the one that's last for you. <laughs> he was like, you don't do that one. And I was like, no, 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 you're wrong. And I remember emailing Shannon early on and saying like, you know, how do, how can I tell? And that's it. And she's like, well, I don't think you strike me as sleep last. Like she, she was like pretty sure I wasn't. And it's because like in my behavior, I do stop and preserve a lot of energy. Like I do often stop and preserve and stop and preserve. But what I don't, what I don't do is take the time to actually like, process and introspect like process my known information for myself I will do everything else first I will play I'll consume I will blast and I do all that before I feel allowed to sleep so sleep is like like you've said this that the last animal is like the master or the god because you feel like you need to do everything else before you can get to that thing and that's how sleep was for me so it's like when I do my sleep processing you better believe it's a big deal. Like I got my little prayer scarves and my beads and I'm like, I'm going to light some candles and then do some sleep processing. Like I can't just, I can't just introspect on my own. Like it has to be this whole like That's interesting. thing. So, and thankfully early on in my life, like when I was like 18 years old, I found meditation. And so a lot of my sleep has been, has come from that. Like being able to go to a meditation space and actually just sit for a while. I wonder if like, so I have never, I, I have savior sleep, right? So I'm consumed sleep, which again, I thought my sleep was last. I thought I had, I, I thought I was consumed play and sleep last. But um, I, I've never had the patience for meditation. 
And I, 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 I like, I took that as an, I also never, I was always afraid of spending any time by myself. Like I always needed people, 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 especially when I was younger. So I, I took those as an indicator of having sleep last. And I wonder if like, so I've, I've started doing meditation kind of in the past year, not even, it hasn't even been a year. And up until then, I, I disrespected meditation so much. And I wonder if like, for a lot of people who do practice, if it's a demon that they've discovered. Yeah. Well, and I think I think Dave has kind of mentioned that, too, because he's lead sleep and he's talked about how he had disrespected meditation, too. So I think there's with your saviors, it's like, well, duh, of course you introspect. Like, of course you're processing. Right. Like, I don't need a whole thing around it to do it. Yeah, like, why do I have to join a group and pay some money <laughs> to have somebody have me sit on this stupid cushion? And also... Right? I just realized uh, my e penis is like, God, that's such. <laughs> I shouldn't say that together. My e p <laughs> aspect. I, say I know, it right? Yeah, <laughs> is like, don't yeah. control me, bro. I will introspect how I want to introspect. <laughs> you can't tell right. me what to do. <laughs> right? Don't tell me to sit in this kitchen and look at this wall. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so I think, I think, yeah, I think it is people. And I mean, we used to say this in the yoga and meditation community that those of us that are in here are not like the deep, you know, Dalai Lama, you know, enlightened people. We're here because we have problems and we and we're here because, you know, we're kind of at the end of our rope. And so we'll roll out a mat and do yoga, right? Because we haven't been able to deal with it otherwise. So yeah, I think it is a lot of people who have discovered their demons. And I just happen to stumble upon it. Um, Actually, it was a school project <laughs> that got me into it. And then I was like, wow, this I need this. And so, yeah. So and, the, and then the other thing that they had said was how much of their understanding of sleep was anecdotal, because a lot of the things you're talking about, they were just looking at what people do, you know, and they're like, well, she stopped and preserved when she did this and she stopped and preserved. But it's like, yeah, but what happened before that? Like, what did I feel obligated to? And I felt obligated to do the consume and the blast and the play before actually stopping. In my video, Dave and Shannon are kind of like about halfway through. They're like, yeah, here's where she's going to pause and she's going to go sleep on it. Because they were making fun of me thinking that my sleep was last. This is so funny. Dave, with his demon, his consume last, he like has places in the video where he's like, yeah, and I think she leaked out this bit of information. I'm like, I, it didn't leak out. I flat out told you, dude. Like, go go watch the video again. I told you this. Um, and yeah, you didn't discover yeah, this. Yeah. Um, was that like this? This is something that God. This must have been years ago, and my sister and I were both in Moscow. So like, 2012 probably. When I like pause, when I when I have those, I'll be in a conversation or I'll be talking or maybe not talking, just doing something, pause and thinking about something and, you know, doing that sleep energy and just processing to shit something in my head. And um, I, when I see that behavior in my sister, I'll be like, hey, what are you thinking about? And she'll like come out of it and she's like, oh, nothing. I'm like, what do you mean nothing? And so right. there was this like... <laughs> discovery of the fact that like when I pause my brain is just going nonstop. there's so much going on inside of it whereas when she pauses there's nothing going on there and I'm pretty sure she has sleep blast she is probably yeah uh blast play consume blast play consume sleep t-e-s-i blast play consume sleep visual fm that's probably my sister so when she pauses she's not thinking about anything she's just and that is just i don't think i've ever experienced it that i've noticed where my brain will pause 
and not think about something. It will just always. And I didn't realize that that was sleeping, right? That is sleep. sleep. Yeah. And it just goes and it just goes and it just goes and it just just never stops. Although you said she was visual. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because I think visuals do that too. Oh, interesting. Because like I can't, I don't visualize things because I'm not, I'm not that modality so when people want me to visualize something i visualize it's I, interesting I and so i won't mm. when i nt i visualize oh, interesting. oh well that, that makes sense because my my nt is fm but yeah like when i'm trying to puzzle out things like you know with math and science or like trying to uh like imagine something uh it, visually in my head a 3d space or like anything like that that's a very like pu- banging those pieces together is a very visual thing for me that is interesting but yeah, one thing I did not expect was having play last. And it's definitely something I'm still trying to figure out and understand better. And I'm, I was talking to Shannon about this recently. Well, maybe a couple of weeks now. How I think very often I will consume sleep blast in quick succession. Like, so very often play is like, for me, especially S-E-T-E play is trying to figure something out in the real world and I think one way that that often shows itself is helping my friends like uh, a close relationship with somebody's trying is going through something and they're trying to figure it out and it's almost like I export my sleep to them in the sense that like through Mm -hmm. the conversation I will consume consume whatever it is that they're trying to process I'll gather all of the facts then I will NIFI sleep on it and then I will blast what I've discovered and help them work through it that way and because I hit my SE and my TE from that consume sleep blast I end up kind of playing and Shannon and I yeah we're talking about whether or not that's the same thing yeah that's interesting yeah that's kind of it's like a like a virtual thing it's sort of like when we when you and I FE how we're putting together our FI and our TE in order to sort of like make FE yeah it sounds that's what that reminds me of is it's like you know you're putting together your animals to make a play like effect if you will yes um and I think the other important thing and they are starting to change the the language around this you know they used to say your last animal was missing right they used to say like I would have been play consume blast missing sleep and it's not that we're missing that last animal it's that it is last right it's that the others are a higher priority than the fourth one but you still have the fourth one like you still have play and I still have sleep it's just how does it come up and so that's where you know the question that I would that I often think for you is like do you blast before you play because that's really what it comes down to right I mean yeah and I I I definitely have hobby blast. I I noticed like oh that's the other thing yeah the, the hobby. hobby blast and <laughs> yeah. I I I was the kid in class who just like always knew the answer and was always eager to share the answer and it was like as I like I, I spotted this behavior fairly early on I always had to hold myself back to give other kids in the class a chance I was I was that asshole. <laughs> Um, that little know-it-all. Whereas I was playing, I was playing. I had that, I, they, I used to have to go home with those little sheets of paper because I was a class disruption. Oh. <laughs> I was always, no, yeah, I was always such a teacher's pet and such a suck up, Jesus. I actually like, if I redid my school years or something like that, I would definitely try and just like be okay, just fucking around more, like disrupting class and making like I just like if I ever got reprimanded my face would just like oh my god I would 
<laughs> I think I got sent to the principal's office once, and that's because my teacher hated me, and somebody tripped over my foot by accident, and she sent both of us to the principal's office for it. Like, oh, yeah, I was, yeah, definitely have that play last. Yeah, so it's yeah, the animals are are interesting. It's also interesting the way they like they fall out because you know your top animal is completely driven by your savior. So I've got two extroverted saviors, so I am lead play just by definition. And then because the second animal has to be, like, if your first one is an energy animal, the second one has to be an information animal, then I'm left with, you know, is it consume or blast? So I definitely consume before I blast. So yeah, that's how you end up with play consume. And then from there, yeah, I blast. I blast before I sleep. So I mean, it's the animals are very sort of mathematical. They just sort of come out. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes the way they work out in life is a little bit different. And I also think this is, um, so we haven't talked about peacocking yet at all, but I definitely think, so the hobby, the hobby animal, which is your activated demon, that would be your third one. So for both of us, it's blessed. So, hey, look at us (laughs) podcasting. We're hobby blessing (laughs) literally right now. Right. So that is often the one that we are aware of because we don't notice we're doing our saviors. Maybe our second savior is a little more obvious, but our first savior, whether it's an animal or um, a function, it's just... We do it so much of the time, it is like breathing air. Like, we don't notice that we're doing right. it. But our demon is something that is like, it, it, it's it's a challenge. And so when we succeed at it, we notice it. And that's why right. your demon, uh, your activated animal becomes your hobby animal. It's one that you're aware that you're doing. And I think that has a lot to do with why people type themselves backwards. Because, like, well, for both of us, our... So for me, my hobby animal is N-I-T-E. For you, your hobby animal is S-I-T-E. So like seeing that I-J temperament makes sense. And for me, I saw the N-T part of my uh, blasting, right? And it's it's interesting because I also think that that is what we use to kind of, or maybe not because I'm trying to think about you. Um, what we use, I was going to say, it's what we use potentially for seeing our own introversion or extroversion. Well, I mean, it could, yeah. Well, possibly. I mean, because in my case, in my case, where I was going to talk about peacocking a little bit, and so we're kind of getting there, um, is when you come to like the the masculine function. So I've got masculine sensory, and my blast is is masculine in that respect too, right? S I T E blast. So that's a very extroverted blast. Like I I kind of blast like an ESTJ. <laughs> T well, in this I guess T E S I would be an ESTJ, and I think that might be why I have tested as an ESTJ because when I'm when I'm self-reporting I'm reporting about oh yeah I respect the sensory yeah I I figure out stuff for the tribe so I'm gonna seem that way that's where I sort of that's what they said too is like oh I sort of posed and peacocked ST or SF and it's because I am well like you said that you know blast is that safe is that hobby animal plus I've got masculine sensing so I'm I'm the the sensory is very immovable for me so I I do tend to respect it because you can't change it I can change my ideas all day long but I can't change the sensory and so yeah when I fill out a test I feel I get ESTJ and it's that T-E-S-I I have to say I don't think I've actually mentioned this to anyone I was kind of happy to discover so I I liked ENFP but I never I, I think I have, I don't know where it comes from, tremendous disrespect of NF hippie stuff, even though my, my sleep is <laughs> NIFI, but like that NEFI hippie vibes or like. Well, and the 
the Myers-Briggs ENFP is totally that. Like, I after I getting after getting my type, I was like, oh, I'm going to go over to the ENFP group and see what that's like. And it's all like rainbows and unicorns. And aren't we so happy with NF time? And I was like, whoa, I need to leave here because I fit in a lot better in the ESTJ group um, than I did in the ENFP group. And I had a actually had a manager who tested as an ENFP, like as a Myers-Briggs ENFP. And she she was I, I was always like overwhelmed by her nfness like she's just like she would always get on my case because she was like you're not showing enough passion like what do you love about this and i was always like i don't know i'm te we're just trying to bang blocks together right and she's all like no you passion and, and so i could nf can get a bit exhausting yeah, yeah. and then yeah and then the the hippie aspects yeah like uh what was it the recent class uh byron katie like i was saying like she the sensory is long gone for Byron Katie. She left the sensory a long time ago. <laughs> and, and you can tell and it can get very. Now, I happen to love it because I'm, I'm kind of an NT with a side order of NF. Um, so I, I do I do tend to love it. But I can see why it's it can be it can be yeah. rough. I see it in like in my sister. So she's got that. Uh, my sister has NEFI consume activated animal. And she she sees her FI. Um, and she she thinks that she's savior feeling and like her husband is savior. He's an FIIP. And I'm like and then I'm like, you know, savior FI, the two people closest to her. I'm like, girl, you are so masculine TE. It's just like you don't even see it. You are not. There is no yeah. feeling like you just the friction yeah. her and I have, have always had is because she disrespects feeling so much. And when yeah. we were younger, yeah. that was a yeah. big problem for us. Yeah, that's another, I mean, we're kind of running short on time here, but the, it is interesting, you know, knowing our types and then bouncing off the people in our lives. Like in my case, I'm fairly sure I managed to marry a TIIP. And so when he and I, when he and I fight, it's T, it's masculine TE versus masculine TI. And so it is a thinking battle, definitely a reasonable thinking battle. Like feelings are like never involved. And so it's kind of funny how that happens. But yet I'm like TE, like bop, 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 all these reasons, just like a reason machine. Whereas like he'll have like one TI, like this is the thing. This is what works for me. And you are infringing on that. (laughs) And I'm just like running around with all this tea crazy so it's it is funny like i'm glad i have getting my type was like a huge help in understanding the system as a whole because i was like okay now i understand these parts the rest of the parts you can then kind of see in context yes because like we're experts on ourselves even though so there is a certain Dave and Shannon are absolutely right and they're obviously not the only ones but our subjectivity is it's very hard to get out of our own way. But at the same time, and there's a lot of like um, in therapy, th- this is like a very important thing is that like nobody knows you are an expert on yourself, so to speak, right? If you're willing to look at yourself, some people aren't. But right. if you're willing to look at yourself, you can see your own behaviors. You can see it's like the the thing that I had the hardest time but was also really tremendously powerful from their videotyping of me was that the way that my demon and I shows itself in my life in that these big controlling abstract concepts controlling me like being a woman in engineering right and I also grew up in a very sexist family this like that sexism is this abstract controlling concept and how it's a demon and I can't work through it and 
they were totally right about that. And that was such a hard pill to swallow. Like, that did not feel good hearing at all. I'm like, what do you mean? But it is a problem. And the point that they (laughs) made is like, yeah, it, it totally is a problem. But the fact that that is what I choose to point to as the cause, whereas somebody who's Savior and I, like doesn't is is an indicator that that is my demon that's a really powerful thing and it's not always the easiest pill to swallow but when you are willing to look at it and when you are willing to admit that yeah that's true that's happening okay now that I can see that it's happening I can do something about it right yeah yeah I think the one for me was the sleep last like hearing that but I was like but I but I spend so much time and you know but really seeing how important that is in my life and how I really can't ignore it because I think that's the thing is like there's been times in my life when I've been I've I've had a good sleep time but what what will tend to happen is I because it's not a priority I'll I'll drop it and what the wake-up call for me was like yeah if I if I continue to do that and not sort of see the importance of taking that time I have the real potential to run myself off a cliff you know that's sort of the the warning for people with sleep last is they will run themselves right off a cliff like literally in some cases and and so it's like I gotta I gotta make sure that that's an important part of my day every day and because my natural tendency and so it was it was very helpful for them to see this I was like wow they didn't even they barely know me and they were able to pick this up like this is this has been a recurring life issue you know and so now it's like okay I know that even when I don't want to even when it doesn't feel like it's a priority it doesn't feel important I need to take the time to do this like whether I want to or not so yeah so we're a little bit short on time but we haven't talked about the modality at all I think that's the last thing, I also right? I was just um there was a lot that you and I uh earlier this week we were chatting and we we're like oh no, no no let's save it let's save it for the podcast and we didn't get to any of it so maybe we can do another parter <laughs> um in in terms sure. of like the tidal waves of our lives and our observer oh. freakouts and like you were just That's telling true. me like your your Thanksgiving thing how it started out as missing information and then it turned into a tribe issue right and how exactly. I have a very similar yeah. pattern like I think there's a lot that would be fun to chat about there so maybe we can do it on the next episode yeah maybe we should yeah that sounds like a good idea yeah 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 because <laughs> yeah that was uh, Sometimes in my life, after getting my type, I wonder, did they get my saviors backwards? Like, that's about as far as I've ever questioned my type is like, am I actually an ESTJ jumper, TE or TENE, or are they right that I'm an ENFP jumper, NETE? But I do agree with them, and it is because of this observer freak out mm. thing that it's like I'm very well aware of my demon self, and I feel like I can work with it, and I've got all these, like, you know practices and I've done therapy like I'm willing to go out and get help on those points but when it comes to like missing information or because I have demon SI that's masculine and so like I do have the human need of control because that's the other aspects we have all four human needs we do I have the human need of control and it's on the sensory and it's masculine and so that's where a lot of freakouts will happen is somebody will move or change the sensory and I just like I can't handle that, <laughs> you know, and like I actually will like freak out as opposed to everything else. I'm, I'm pretty balanced and I can kind of work through it. But and that's what happened on Thanksgiving is like we had what it seemed like the plan. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, we've got to change the century. Like these car seats can't be here. 
it's just a stupid sensory SI thing of like, this isn't in the order that I want it to be in. Now I'm going to freak out about it. And, and then that freak out, yeah, will kick off decider issues later. So yeah, yeah, maybe that is a topic for another It's interesting how it kicks off the decider issues. And I wonder if, so Dave and Shannon talked, so we talked about earlier how the SE and FI is like our primal self. The SF is our primal self, right? And they've mentioned in in some classes that like decider observer, like the the decider, the the people thing is the more primal part. Um, And the information is, is like a little detour to the people thing. And I wonder if that's what what is at play there because it's the missing information that triggers the freak out. But at the end of the day, we are human and it gets back to that primal self, which is the tribe self issue, the pain rather than Mm -hmm. the fear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I definitely think this would be fun to talk about again in more depth. Yeah. Okay, cool. Anything else? No. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else either. So yeah, this is good. This is this stuff is fascinating, endlessly fascinating. It 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 is, <laughs> and I mean, like, obviously, if we didn't think we could talk about it for hours on end, then we wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, I keep I keep thinking I'll stop, and then I I don't stop. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I keep thinking, okay, I've said everything, and then and then a new thing will pop up, and it'll be like, oh yeah, it's a new way to look at it. It, it ebbs so. and flows, but. It's it's just so powerful and seeing it in the people around me. And it's it's been really useful in understanding how other f- people work and where yes. like like having the language to recognize that my office expects me to play before sleeping has like is huge. Yeah, because now I can understand like what the expectations are and see how I'm not meeting them because like nobody's going to tell me that, right? Like nobody has the language. There's just that you just notice that there's a disconnect that something's not lining up. Yeah, you know, and and in my job, it's performance management season, and I tell you, it really does help to have this context because as I'm you know, evaluating people or people are asking for feedback, I can see the different types at play. And it's like, okay, you know, this person has, you know, this personality type. And so they tend to do certain things. And 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 it's real, it feels like a superpower is what I was joking to a friend of mine. I was like, I feel like I've got a little superpower that it helps me when I'm working with other people to really understand where people are coming from. And like you said, I mean, there is like a organizational expectation, but within that kind of construct, people are going to react differently. And a lot of it comes from, from this. And then I can see it in myself and I can see it with my peers too. So it's like, okay, I can see where, you know, I need to really push myself outside my comfort zone and so forth. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, if that's, if that's all we've got, then um, we will, we'll close this one down so all right so if you if you'd like to try typing along with us you can do so at the objectively type subreddit uh there you'll find our topics for upcoming episodes so this one wasn't a typing episode so you know in the future we'll have who we're typing on the subreddit so you can type along with us or any other of of your thoughts uh thanks for listening to objectively typed with evelyn and versavia and so until next time thanks Bye.